about that action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, and the NHL. They got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, use that promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. So make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a single pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. About that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to Bout That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Waddy Watnell, joined by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. Today is Monday, February 15th. Mark, how you doing? Doing well. Happy uh, George Washington's birthday day. That's right. It is, uh, That's it is President's long weekend. Day. Yep. Nice long weekend. Nice three-day weekend. Uh, it was also Valentine's Day yesterday. Um, how'd, how'd that go for you? It was good, man. How was yours? Valentine's Day for me is just, that's just Sunday. <laughs> just another Sunday, another week in the life. Um, man, we have lots of sports news to catch up on. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into that. We're going to be talking Australian Open today. Can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> just just two, two experts when it comes to tennis, aren't we, Mark? Yeah, unlike Kyle, I'm not going to lie. I, I am not a tennis expert. I, I think the last time I swung a tennis racket was maybe visiting my grandparents in Palm Springs circa 2007. So take that how you will. Hey, speaking of swinging, uh, we do cover a lot of the UFC fights. We do cover a lot of the boxing. Um, and in the combat sports world, uh, there was a big fight set. Another one of those uh, you know, celebrity YouTuber fights. Um, that we have to give our take on, I think, and that is Jake Paul, uh, the problem child, if you will, his uh, his fighting name. Uh, he takes on uh, a a veteran of mixed martial arts uh, who had, did some good work in the uh, one championship promotion as well as Bellator promotion, and then did a, a few fights with the UFC uh, named Ben Askren. Um, first of all, Mark, are you familiar with Ben Askren? Your thoughts on the matchup? Uh, your thoughts on this kind of having a YouTuber fight a former MMA fighter? What are your initial? What's your initial reaction to all that? Okay, first I have to say that as much as I think Jake Paul is extremely cringeworthy, I think the problem child is a great fighter. Okay, name all right. For someone like him, just want to get that out of the way. Okay. Uh, to answer your first question, yes, of course I'm familiar with Ben Askren. He is uh, <laughs> lasted the shortest of any fighter in UFC history. He's right. a record holder. Yeah, he, he has is. the record for, for getting the fastest out fight. the fastest. <laughs> Took a flying knee from Jorge Masvidal. If you haven't seen that yet, either yeah, you're living under guy. a rock or he's you just don't guy. care. Right. 
but uh, do yourself a favor and go check that out. <laughs> um, that's the is that the last time he fought? Uh, no, he had, UFC, he had he fought one more time and correct. lost, right? He had one more he fight against uh, Damian Maya, um, and he got submitted, and then he retired. Actually, got a hip replacement uh, done, so he's literally coming off of a hip replacement surgery, which is obviously a you know a pretty big surgery. He's coming off of that uh, into right. this fight. So that's the whole thing, right? Is that Ben Askren? A for people that don't follow the UFC, but they're following this stuff just because it's you know the social media scene and all, all the mm-hmm. hype around it. This guy is known for being a world class wrestler. He was a college champion wrestler. Did he? He might have won like a world championship for actual a, wrestling a, yeah. before going into actual actual MMA. Yeah, an NCAA title. Yeah, but he's not a striker by any means. No. Like if you watch this guy actually fight, like he's. He's not known for his punching prowess at all. He's not very well conditioned, but the boy can wrestle. Unfortunately, this is a boxing match, right? And like <laughs> and like we said, Ben Askren, he's been retired for a while now. I'm not even counting the Masvidal fight because he literally just like walked forward and got knocked out. So <laughs> take that fight away. He's fought like once in the last like several years. You know, he's not the most conditioned guy normally. If you look at the videos of him now, it's not super impressive. Um, so. This is where I lead to my opinion on this. I think this is a stupid fight. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. And I was looking at like Jake Paul's stuff when he posted it, and he was saying like, "Oh, I'm fighting against a real fighter." You know, no <laughs> one said because last time he fought a basketball player, he fought a YouTuber, right. which those are terrible fights. Like, there is absolutely no uh, respect that comes out of winning those fights. So he said, "Okay, I'm going to go and fight a fighter." But dude, you fought, you you picked a fighter who a has been retired and b doesn't actually do the fighting you want to do. It's right? a ge- it's like, a, that's why it's a genius pick, Mark. Do you not understand why that that's okay? No, I understand why it's a smart pick, right? Because I I think Jake Paul's gonna beat him, right? I, he's gonna win, yeah, and then I he's agree. gonna get yet another fight. Because yeah. when once Jake Paul loses, all this ends, right. right? Right. So he has to keep winning little by little. So it's a good money play by him. I totally understand it. Yeah. But I'm saying like if you want to be a boxer, and he keeps saying I'm gonna be a boxer. I want to leave social media behind and start doing boxing. Like I can be a great boxer. Deon- he's saying like Deontay Wilder didn't start boxing till he's <laughs> what like 21 or 23 or something yeah. like that. But I'm like, dude, if you want to be a boxer, go fight a boxer. <laughs> like there's a whole sport of guys that are willing to right. do this. He knows that he's not going to compete on that level. So it's like we said, it's it's more prize fighting than anything. I, I think this is stupid. I think what's going to happen is Jake Paul's going to win. It's not going to be as easy as the last fights. Um, and then people are still going to say, oh, but this is a wrestling fighter. This is not a boxer right. boxer. And he's just going to use that to like keep this hype train going. But yep. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't think this is uh, the matchup that anyone really cares to see that much. It's hard to think of. It's hard to think of a better MMA fighter to box against uh in terms of your own health and safety Um, he looked at the the mma fighters and was like okay here are the guys that are the worst at actual (laughs) throwing throwing punches right right. and now let me take the guy that's retired and having a hip replacement and is fat and smaller than him yeah i don't know i think the comparison is like like you're getting into pickleball right oh 100 percent. you're you're trying to be a pickleball player you're trying to go pro so what'd you do you started enrolling yourself in pickleball tournaments right. not not badminton not <laughs> side paddleball you you want to get good you want to be respected in the pickleball community you fight a pickleball player you want to be respected in the boxing community you fight a motherfucking boxer I, it's not bra- it's not brain surgery it's not rocket science right like what am i missing here i and i'm not missing the money point i get the money point but like stop complaining that people aren't respecting you and just 
go fight a fucking boxer. Like, how difficult is this? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, Wait, riled up over this. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are riled up over this. Um, I love the passion. Oh, wow, I love the passion. It just goes to show them the genius of the marketing behind all this. Because yeah. honestly, like when it was when he was fighting Nate Robinson, I was like, that's sick. Like I'm definitely gonna watch that. And it was on a Mike Tyson card, so it's like obviously we're gonna tune into that. Yeah. And that has led to like he's fighting Ben Askren. I don't give two fucks about Ben Askren. <laughs> right? I haven't thought about Ben Askren in in months. Uh, I can't wait to break that fight down. Uh, yeah. But ahead of time, ahead of time, yeah, Jake Paul is gonna win that fight. I don't. I don't think. Uh... I mean, yes, Ben Askren can take a punch. He took some punches from some absolute killers in mixed martial arts. So that's what will make it interesting, the fact that he can take a punch. Um, so that will make it interesting. But when it comes to, like, speed and boxing skills and com- boxing combinations, it's just um, – yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Jake Paul's fight to lose. Yeah, I'd anyway. argue that being able to throw the punches is more important. <laughs> in this sport. What do agreed, I know? Agreed. Um, yeah, we also. Um, we did our first EPL show podcast um, this past week. Um, so we're doing that on a weekly basis now, just a quick picks English Premier League soccer show. Um, we did have uh, one of our, a former guest of ours hit a big parlay. Mark, did you want to touch on that before we move on to tennis? Oh, yeah. We, we got to give him a shout out. This was yeah. like a couple weeks ago now, but right. we dropped the ball at the Super Bowl episode. It feels like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, our, our friend Matt Deemer, who comes on the show and uh, consults with us and is a uh, good source of uh, betting ethos, if you will, I because like we don't know what we're talking about. So we got to quote him so that you guys <laughs> actually believe the things that we're saying. Um, did he text you about it? He when sent it comes me a to, text. Yeah, when it, yeah, he uh, he texted me about it before before the parlay had won. Did you did yeah, you get he, a text? There was one game left. It was Utah State right. basketball against UNLV. It was playing at like and it was like an eight p.m. game. Right. And uh, I was on like a Wednesday or something. And he yep. sent me, he's like, yo, th- he sent me his picture of the parlay. He was like, if this hits, yep. I win, uh, I win 21.8K. That's right. And uh, that's the most invested I've ever been in uh, Utah State <laughs> basketball. And they pulled it off. So congratulations sure. to him. Yep. Uh, yep. I haven't gotten my 5% cut in the mail yet, but I'm assuming that's coming <laughs> soon. Keep you guys updated. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely awesome to see that. We love to see, um, you know, former guests on the show doing well. Hopefully, we can get them on again uh, sometime soon. Um, yeah, awesome time. What, what we're gonna do next, Mark? Before we jump into tennis, where you know we're for sure gonna make some coin in, in the Australian Open tennis. Uh, it's the it's the women and men's uh, quarterfinals uh, going on. Um, there are a couple matches tonight. Uh, we're not gonna touch on those so that when this episode goes live. Um, people can bet on the matches tomorrow. So we're going to do the quarterfinal, some quarterfinal quick picks. But before we do, Mark, you already touched on a little bit. You're not a tennis guy, but you're not in the slightest the tennis guy. That's, um, that's fair. So I'm going to go ahead and give you, let's do this. I'm going to ask you five elementary level. And I'm saying, I mean, elementary level, beginner tennis trivia questions. Okay. If you miss one, I think you have to do, you have to do the mid rolls uh, on your own. How's that sound? You have to do the mid roll ads. I'll take that deal. Okay. Well, what happens if I get them all right? Then we'll share them. We'll share them like we usually do. But it's, you're not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not situation. confident. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. As yeah. De- degenerate gambler. I'll take the. <laughs> I'll take the lose lose. <laughs> First of all, uh, let's start. Let's start with an easy one. Uh, what is the term for a zero score in tennis? Okay. Do you, would you like some? Uh, some. I, no, uh, I know the answer. You know to the that. answer. Go ahead. It's love. Okay. Good. One, one for one, one for one. Um, 
Uh, let's go with the there are four grand slams mark one is going on right now and that's what we're doing picks on the australian open right can you name the three other grand slams well i only know five five tennis tournaments well it the has one to we be now it so it's probably be. those right i would think it, so i know i know it's not the the indian wells <laughs> in, invitational <laughs> goes on in in the desert out here so i'm gonna eliminate that one but obviously we have the u.s open yep we're doing Australian Open right now. Nice. That's two of the four. I used to live in England, so I'm familiar with Wimbledon. Nice. That's, that's got to be one. Yep. And well, I want to say the last, the last one. one. The, is it the French Open? It is the French Open. <laughs> yeah. Two for two. I, sweet. They've got to diversify two. that. There's got to be like a like a Nigerian Open, like something in like the middle of Africa. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Tokyo yeah, they should, they should get to get to some other continents. Um, Just, that could sell. I, that's a good idea. Can you the name open. for the for the three for three? Um, can you name? Let's go with the number one ranked uh, men's tennis player in the world at this moment. Who is it? I I know that because I did watch a tennis a tennis match the other day. And oh, so you saw that? You got it. Okay, okay. That's it wasn't good. his match, but I know that it's Djokovic. Okay, it and is. I'll get one step ahead of you. I oh, know that, I know Barty is the number one. Wow, woman. wow! Look at that. You're crushing it. I'll go ahead and give you four, four out of four for that. That's pretty good. The last one, I'll, I'll give you a, a tough question to close it out, okay? For all the marbles. Okay. Have you heard of or watched the documentary, uh, The Battle of the Sexes Match, that took place uh, in tennis? I think I've not was. seen the documentary, okay. but I, I, I know that it was Billie Jean King. Who did she play against? That's, that's the question. I don't know who she played against. Who did, she, she, who did she defeat in the famous match? Um, you don't know the I name? Can, I don't. I don't know who it is. I just know that she beat a man, and it was a big deal. It was Bobby Riggs. Would you ever have gotten that? Never. <laughs> Not even close. Hey, you did really well, honestly, man. I, I'm I was, impressed. I was pretty impressed with, with myself for that. I, I, I know a little bit. Uh, my roommate loves tennis. Okay, that like, helps. He loved, I think I mentioned this like a long time ago when yeah. we spoke about tennis on the show like months ago. But yep. like he he's never played competitively. He was actually a baseball player, but for some reason, he knows like an absurd amount about tennis. Like it's he can tell watch, you about, yeah. he can tell you about NCAA tennis, like wow. women's lower ranked players, like who's coming out of the fucking Russian Federation. Wow. Like he knows a lot about tennis, so okay, so okay. he gives me little tidbits of information, and he's been watching a lot in in the living room. So okay. I picked up some background pieces here and there. Good. That's good to have in the back pocket as we break down these quarterfinal matchups. Let's go ahead and get into it. In the men's, we have tomorrow, speaking of the world's number one player, Novak Djokovic. He is a minus 170 favorite. He takes on Alexander Zverev. A um, little bit of background on this matchup. Djokovic is dealing with an injury uh, to his abdomen that happened uh, uh, two rounds ago. Um, he bounced back with a win in the last round. Uh, it's You can kind of see him like wincing in pain. It's bothering him a little bit. That being said, I mean, he is the world's number one tennis player. He takes on kind of the next generation of tennis, a guy who will be uh, a top five player one day in Alexander Zverev. Uh, your initial thoughts on this one? So right off the bat here, after explaining my little knowledge about uh, tennis and being mm. patronized for it on air <laughs> uh, with some ridiculously easy trivia questions, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and right off the bat, I'm going to take an upset here and take Zverev to win over wow. Djokovic. 
Wow. Because, like you said, what I was hearing from the commentators was that Djokovic, A, wasn't playing that great in the beginning of the tournament. True. For his standard, of course. He's yep. head and shoulders above literally everybody right. else uh, at the moment. Yeah. And then it comes out that that's because of an injury. And I know from my experience that abdominal injuries, I've had one before. <laughs> they, uh, they it's don't always, quick. It's always, you always find a way. You find a way to get to... Well, in my experience, <laughs> as an athlete, as, yeah. as if you can relate. You can, okay, go ahead. Go well, here, ahead. Here's the T- thing. Tell is us what it's like to have an really, abdominal injury playing understand. in a Grand Slam. Tell us what that's like. <laughs> you got to understand, it's really hard for me to care about tennis. <laughs> so if I understand a way. that the top player is going through something I've experienced, I can get behind that. Uh-huh. All right, I can get behind that. Um, but no, it doesn't, it doesn't take a genius to know that the abdominals are one of the most important muscle groups in the human body. It's it's literally called the core. It's called the core. It's called the core for a reason. All right. And I'm out, I'm out of bullshit. Uh, I'm taking Zverev here. Finally. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything about the playing styles. I just know that. In tennis, there's like an elite crop of guys. It's it's Djokovic and Nadal right now. Federer is like yep. dropped off a little bit. Yep. Um, but this Zverev guy, he's the young German, and he's coming up. And he's gone pretty far, right, in a couple he's of good. tournaments? Yeah, no, he's good. Like I mentioned, he's kind of like the next generation. So this is a good— Yeah, like, so maybe this is like a changing of the guard It could moment. be. Yeah, it could It could very well be a changing of the guard. Um, yeah, I don't blame the pick at all. I'm, I'm literally just taking this pick because— a, I need it to be interesting because if I'm like, oh, I bet on the number one player in the world and he goes out and wins, I'm not going to want to watch that. But if I'm betting against him, cool. <laughs> and the, I understand and, that. And with this niggling injury, like every, it only compounds on itself as he keeps playing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and call okay. an upset here. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh. Totally disagree with that pick at all. Actually. Um. I, I think it kind of makes sense for him to be able to use the use the injury as an excuse if things start to if he starts to meet some uh, real resistance here in Zverev. Um, I mean, it is a grand slam. That's why he's playing on. I think any other tournament, he probably withdraws just to just to you know deal with that injury. Um, but yeah, it could it could be you know a moment where he pulls out or, or maybe he tries it out and see how it sees how he's feeling. Um, that being said, in his last round, he did bounce back really well and look really good. So I'm not gonna fade Djokovic like you are because he is the best player in the world, like without a doubt. So I'm not gonna bet against him. But what what I will do is I'll take the over. On the game total mark at forty and a half games, I'll, I'll go over that at a minus one ten price. Um, is that a lot? Like, yeah, that's like. I mean, each th- one's six, right? It's six, six, six. <laughs> that should have been one of the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's first to six games to win a set. Um, so yeah, you can do the math there. That's kind of assuming that Zverev will will win a set um, to to get that total over. And I just yeah, I just see each set being a battle. I see. Um, him dealing with the injury and Zverev, you know, younger, fitter guy, maybe, uh, maybe giving him some real resistance and, and bringing up the total, the game total up in this match. So I'll go ahead and take over 40, 40 and a half games as my pick for this one. I, I, just, I just have to say on a closing note, the go more ahead. I think about this abdominal injury thing, right? Like I know enough about tennis to know that swinging, it comes from your core. Everything you do in sports comes from, from your abs. Mm. I would think tennis in particular, right? Like it's such a small margin of like miles per hour and accuracy. If you're wincing in pain every time you hit the ball towards one of the best players in the world who can outlast you just from being younger, 
Like that's got it. Like he can't be that much better. I hope that I hope Djokovic just goes out and smokes him, and I can replay this on next week's episode. Just just hear hear you talking about uh, about his abdominal injury. I mean, yeah, you're right. I just don't with Djokovic. You just you just don't know, man. Like he is really durable. He he played the U.S. Open last year. Actually, I want to touch on this really quick. Um, last year he was dealing with like a neck injury, uh, or maybe yeah, it was last year. Um, do you remember we did a U.S. Open uh, show? And I picked him as my future. He was the favorite to win the tournament, but I still picked him as my future. I didn't see anyone getting in his way. Do you remember how he uh, got eliminated from that tournament? It was the ball incident. Oh, yeah. He, he smoked the that line ball judge. girl, right? Yeah, the line <laughs> judge. He hit a ball into her throat. I'm glad. I, dude, I totally forgot that happened. That was our last. The last time we did a, a tennis podcast was was uh, it kind of cursed Djokovic. So you never know. Maybe maybe the uh, about that action curse is still alive. Uh, and Djokovic goes out there and, and, and does something to get himself eliminated, or, or maybe that injury does uh, does come up again. But I just wanted to mention that before we move forward. Yeah, I'm just thinking like in basketball or soccer or football, it's like you injure your abs, right? It's like, okay, you can still run around. Like you could catch a ball, you could pass it, whatever, you know? Like you can be there. But in tennis, it's literally just back and forth. Yeah, you need a ab, torque. Ab workout, back and forth. That's true. I don't know. Okay. I'm not an expert, but you're right. You're not. Our eyes on that. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, the women's uh, singles. Uh, we get to talk about Serena Williams. Uh, she is a minus 120 favorite for this quarterfinal matchup. She takes on Simona Halep, who is an even money underdog. Uh, what do you like here? Uh, I'm gonna take Serena Williams because she's too. a legend. Yeah, but she actually. I watched her against uh, who's the Russian chick? Podapova. She beat her in a in a tiebreaker and nice. then and smoked her. This <laughs> this Russian chick. I have never seen someone choke so hard in like <laughs> in tennis. Uh-huh. I haven't since since Serena Williams threatened to shove the ball oh, down the rough. There throat. it was. was... <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I saw that joke hanging. I don't know there. if you're familiar with that match, but basically she was in like one of the. Towards the end, because they got a, it's best two out of three for the women, whereas the men's three out of five. Yeah. And uh, so Potapova was playing to take like a significant advantage. I want to say she would have won like her like fifth or set, or she would have went up two sets with like one more to go. And she was serving, and she had so many double faults, like she missed a serve twice in a row. Right. That Serena won the whole game without actually needing to get a point by herself. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that's um, that's a choke for sure. And they were talking the whole time about how Serena Williams is like not at her best and like, but does she even need to be at her best? I didn't watch the last match that she played, admittedly. I think it was like in the middle of the night and I'm not a psychopath. But <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, Serena Williams is one of those people that you, you just don't bet against. She's like a Brady. She's like a LeBron James. Even though she's playing the number two player in the world, I'm, I'm still going to take her. I agree. Um, yeah, in the in the big spot, spotlights, Serena plays really well. Um and yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fade Serena Williams here either. Um, she does play someone with a higher seed, but yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take that pick with you. Just straight money line, um, nothing fancy, nothing crazy. I mean, it should be a really close matchup. That's why the odds are the way they are. Um, so we'll take the slight favorite in Serena Williams, the legend. I also like the fact that because on the men's side, there's no good men's U.S. tennis players. Yeah, this is yeah. She definitely represents the United States. So in these it's big nice to root for a fellow country totally, woman, totally. a fellow patriot. Definitely. I'm like like the men's side. You've got uh, John Isner. He's the highest ranked. 
24. Yeah, and, he's, and he's not even really like you know he's not not he hasn't been in contention in in he's one of these six, major tournaments. He's a six six ten American time. and didn't go to the NBA. So like I'm not rooting for that guy. <laughs> There's something something's off with that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump back over to the men's. We're going in in order of uh, match start times for tomorrow. Uh, next one is two guys I bet you're not going to be familiar with. Audrey Rublev takes on Danil Medvedev. Rublev is a plus 210 underdog. Medvedev, a minus 260 favorite. Uh, what are you going to do here? Uh, I am going to take Medvedev, who I actually have heard of. Oh, okay. Uh, couldn't point his face out in a crowd. <laughs> um but I, I know that he's a he's a top five player right now. He's ranked number four. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. As and the, this as, up- the odds, as the odds indicate, I mean, a minus two sixty favorite in a quarterfinal match. Um, yeah, you know, I guess that's, Andre he's the, biggest, he's the biggest, or actually Dimitrov today is the biggest favorite in the quarterfinals. But um, yeah, Medvedev is getting the respect. He's been he's been constantly um, like getting to the later rounds of tournaments uh, recently and and he's had a, a great start to the year as well. He's just he's just looking really good. So so yeah, the odds reflect that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not going to bet against the fourth highest ranked player in the world in this r- Russian rivalry right here. They're both yeah. both Russian players. Yep. And Andrei Rublev's ranked pretty high too. He he's eighth. That's very high. I mean right. in the grand scheme of things things, but uh yeah, I mean I feel like tennis is a sport where like the top like five guys are always head and shoulders above like 6 through 10. For the most part, mm. um, so I don't really like to bet against them when when they're ranked that highly. I feel like the difference is is actually really big, and uh, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Medvedev just for that reason. And okay. the money line I think reflects uh, reflects my novice opinion anyway. So yeah, why not? Okay, minus two sixty. I'm gonna get a little bit fancy here. Um, I do think Medvedev will win. Um, that being said, Rublev is kind of like quietly been making a name for himself, and he's been playing really, really, really well in this tournament. Um, so what I'm going to do, Mark, this is a, a cool bet uh, you can do. I'm going to take Medvedev to win the match and both players to win a set at plus odds, at plus 165. So I think that I don't see Medvedev winning 3-0. Um, I think this other guy is going to get a set on him. So I'm going to go ahead and take him to win the match but concede a set so both players oh, to win that's a nice. set that's nice that's nice yeah that win. is betting the money line can get kind of boring but i'm like i'm looking at the the spreads here and i'm seeing this spread here at minus 115 i'm seeing minus four and plus four like what yeah, like what, are the, what what is that what's the games plus four oh, games like, or minus four games to the total score so when you take, add, take their total games uh you subtract four add four to that that's that's what that means mark i can't even process that yeah there's, right there's spreads for tennis isn't that crazy <laughs> Let's not not even get into that. Something so that, for you, something for you to think about. <laughs> stick to the money lines. Yeah, I'm gonna need at least until next episode yeah. to actually process what that means. Keep it simple. Um, Ashley Barty, uh, a minus four seventy five, uh, big favorite, takes on Carolina Muchova, a plus three fifty underdog. Um, you knew that Barty was uh, a top top seed and rank in the world um do you know anything else uh she's got the home crowd yep and that's it feels it feels like she's gonna win this tournament doesn't it like just just based on how she's been she's been cruising and, and based on everything I, I don't know i guess osaka is probably the biggest favorite um we, that's we what i was gonna ask her. was like yeah. i feel like all the rave is about osaka but she's yeah. not even ranked number one in the world she's not even ranked yeah. number two 
Yeah, I think all the raves about her because she's really young and 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 probably has the most potential to like have a dominant stretch like Serena had. Um, but yeah, Barty. I mean, no reason, no reason to fade Barty here, right? In in front of her home crowd in her home country. I mean, a juicy, juicy price. What are you gonna do with it? Uh, I'm gonna take her. I'm gonna take Barty. It's uh in the in the minus four hundreds. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't know who, who's Carolina Muchova. What do we know? What do we, what do we know about her? I'm literally just hearing this name for the first time. Yeah, Muchova's a solid player. Um, come on, on up to the to the quarterfinals here though against the the number one seeded player in the world. I mean, yeah, I I I was trying to think of ways to get creative with this one just because the price is so juicy. But honestly, I don't I don't want to give any. any She's ranked twenty seven in the world. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty high. But for a quarterfinal, yeah, you're right. She's playing one. Yeah, for a quarterfinal, and in you're tennis, right. in tennis, the difference in the rankings is insane. It's a, there's a big drop off for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can't uh, get creative with this one in any way. I'm, I'm just gonna be right on board there with you. I think it's close to lock potential. Uh, Ashley Barty to get past this and get into the semifinal at mo- minus four seventy five. Good to move on. Yep. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors before we close out the show. With uh, we got to talk about Rafa Nadal, his quarterfinal matchup against Stefanos Tsitsipas, and then of course uh, two American women going at it uh, in the quarterfinals. Former uh, training partners, they actually play a lot together. Uh, Jennifer Brady and Jessica Pugula. More on that when we come back. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They've got you covered with data on tons of prop bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, NHL, and more. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Head to BetQL.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at BetQL.com. We're also brought to you by BetterThan.Vegas. BetterThan.Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DGENs only care about, that's sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And lastly, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. You can play for money in 40 states. Plus, they're going to be doing weekly college basketball contests on Wednesdays and Saturdays. $10 to enter, and each user will start with a balance of 1,000 edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. It's a battle royale, winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. Just like that, we're back. Time to break down the final two quarterfinal matches on the men's side. We've got Rafael Nadal, a minus 220 favorite. He faces Stefanos Tsitsipas. 
you gotta love Rafa, don't you? I do. I will say uh, I am Greek by family heritage. Oh, okay. So Titsipas is a guy for you. You like Titsipas yeah. as well. So I know who that is, but uh, I also know Rafael Nadal. Who doesn't? And uh, yeah. I feel like you're gonna have. Yeah. I feel like I gotta take him as well. Uh, yeah. Not gonna. Not going to bet on my yeah. Greek compatriot. What are you doing? <laughs> Clearly, you've <laughs> never watched a Rafael Nadal match. If you don't oh, know like that he's is. grunting. <laughs> he's got this is every every player does. No, that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rafael Nadal's is. Uh, is so specific. There was I was watching a woman, a woman's game. Like my roommate was watching a match, woman's game, match, and I heard it. Match the, mark match. A woman's you're, match. You're watching a match. Yes, and a tennis this, match. This chick had the weirdest moans. Like I thought he was watching porn. Like okay. it was like you literally heard it. And this she was like, huh? <laughs> like the funniest shit. I was like every shot. It was like the beginning of the game. I was like, you can't be that tired yet. But anyways, that's probably a touchy subject and one for a different time. But. uh it doesn't surprise me that like the Spanish guy who shaves his legs has has a notable moan on the tennis court either. <laughs> he uh, he yeah he has a I mean just a huge forehand that's been his money maker um, through his tennis career. Um, yeah, he's he's just been up in the the top ten, top five for for years and years and years now, um, and hasn't really slowed down too much. And and he's he's been on a tear in this tournament, getting the respect from the odds makers at minus two twenty. Um, you said you're uh you're a Greek. You got Greek in your family. Titsipas, the top Gre- player from Greece. Um, what are you gonna do in this spot? Who do you like? Uh, who's gonna get, head on to the semis? Definitely Rafael Nadal. I I had a question. He's ranked number two in the world right now, and mm-hmm. I had a question for you. Sure. I'm seeing that Rafael Nadal, his consecutive weeks in the top ten, he has the record: 790 weeks. That should have been a trivia question right That's there. That's unreal. No way. It's been since April 25th, 2005. He's been a top 10 player for 16 years. Wow. And my question is, oh, that's an article from November. So it's been more than that by now. So it's been a long time. But since yeah. since 2005, 15 and a half years almost, he's been in the top 10. Right. Is that, how do you, as a as a uh, tennis person, as a pickleball guy, <laughs> how, does, right. how does that weigh out to... Uh, is that more? It, I mean, obviously, it's extremely impressive. But is that <laughs> is that more? Is that more impressive on his end to stay in the top ten that long, or is that like a testament to like the rest of the field? Like, that's an absurd amount of time to be a top ten ranked player. Yeah, he's just that. He is just that good and that consistent um, to be able to pull that off. That's yeah, that's an unbelievable. He's probably stat. been top five for longer. I'm just seeing top ten, but I yeah. imagine he's been like a top five for the majority of that those of, fifteen yeah. years. For sure. I mean. Yeah, he's just he's one of those very very special players. You could you could honestly say if Federer wasn't around, um he might kind of have been the guy. You know how Federer is kind of like the guy for like a tennis casual like yourself? You probably yep. think of Federer first. I think if Federer wasn't around uh during our, you know, kind of era here of watching tennis or the past, you know, 15 years of watching tennis, I think Nadal very well would have been uh the number one guy who who just couldn't stop winning. Um Obviously, I mean, yeah, obviously just super impressive. The The tennis field's incredibly strong, especially as time goes on. It seems to get stronger and stronger and stronger. But Nadal is just that – he's just that good, and he's that, um like, specific in his – It's he, he's got a style that, that works so well. It's that huge forehand with a ton of topspin. It's like a very, like, safe but effective forehand where he gets it very high over the net, 
So his percentages of hitting it in the net are way down, um, and the ball always drops in, and, and he just sets up that huge huge shot, and he uses it so well. And he's got unbelievable mobili- mobility. If you've never watched him play uh, in the French Open when they play on the clay, I mean, the guy is unbelievable in terms of, like, the sliding in the shot selection and his movement around the court, and he never gives up on a point. Just an unbelievable athlete. Um, and, heck, I'm not I'm not going to be uh, standing in his way here against Titsipas. Titsipas, a, a future, one of those future players as well who's going to be good in the next few years. I mean, he's already great, but he'll be up kind of in another tier, I, I think, um, in the next few years. But until, until I see Nadal starting to fade um, – I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand in his way here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Nadal. Do you agree on that one? Yeah, I I, I can go with that. I'm, I'm definitely not betting against Nadal here. I think that's a pretty safe pick. I think unless uh, he's playing against Djokovic. I think another good pick in this one is I do have a lot of respect for Titsipas. I think he's a, he's a stud, an up and coming stud. I would look, I would look at the over uh, 40 and a half games in this one as well. So I, I mentioned that for the Djokovic Zarev match. This is, these are honestly kind of like similar matchups. Uh, obviously the Djokovic injury plays into that one, but when you look at the the caliber of player Djokovic and Nadal, right? Kind of two, two absolute studs who are in the second half of their careers versus two studs in the first half uh, halves of their respective careers. Um, so it definitely kind of has a, has an element of like old versus new, um, you know, senior versus freshman kind of thing. So yeah, I'd look at the over as well. I think those two matches are going to be absolute battles. So I think this one could very well stretch into the over 40 and a half game margin, uh, ready to close it out. Yes, sir. We've got Jennifer Brady, uh, in the women's section. She is a minus two fifty favorite. Uh, for her quarterfinal matchup against Jessica Pugula, a plus 200 underdog. Um, these two actually like have played with and against each other before a few different times. Um, Brady's obviously had a, has a bit of a more decorated uh, career, and that's why she's favored here. But Pugula has been playing uh, unbelievably well recently. Um, definitely a tough game to handicap. So I'm going to lead with that. Just saying this is a tough one where when two players know each other super well, it's hard to know like what they know and hard to know how they're going to game plan and strategize going into this one. So not exactly sure what to expect other than a close match. I think it'll be a close match. Um, so my pick for this one, I will side with the underdog, not on the money line. I'll take, uh, Jessica Pugula plus four games. Um, I think that's a good price at minus 120. I just see uh, I see the sets being close. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and back her in that spot. Maybe she wins outright. Um, should be should be a close match, hard to pick. Um, anything to add on that? Yeah. So I'm seeing that uh, Pegula is ranked 61 in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And she's made it this far. Yeah, I know. Uh, they... Uh, how does it even happen that we have 61 versus 24 in the quarterfinals? Because uh, it's all about um, momentum. But at the same like time, tur- we have two versus ten. Yeah, tennis tournaments are are, are funny like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's all about momentum. Sometimes players are just having an unbelievable week where they're playing out of their mind. Sometimes a top player, uh, you know, has the yips and isn't playing well. And 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 when those two meet, you know, there's an upset happens, and and somehow you end up with a 
a player of that sort of ranking into the quarterfinals. That's what kind of makes uh, tennis a cool sport to watch. If you're going to watch, you know, tennis for the first time watching the Australian Open, um, you know, that's what makes these tournaments kind of fun is you can get you can get a true this. I mean, that's a true underdog, you know, coming all the way through an, an elimination tournament and, and getting in this big spotlight. Um, that's that's what it's all about. That's what that's what it's all about, Mark. All right, I can I can get on board with that. So you're you're taking you're taking. Did you say you're taking the upset here? I'm taking her plus four games. Uh, to so so I'm taking her on the spread that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, I could see an upset happening at plus two hundred. I mean, this dream run could continue. Uh, but I'll I'll take her in a slightly safer pick at plus four games at minus one twenty. Yeah, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for the fairy tale this time. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> stay on <laughs> on pace here and I, I i'm not gonna take her to win i'm gonna take jennifer brady from the brady bunch uh minus uh minus 250 here i'm gonna play it safe when you okay. don't know what you're doing just play it safe <laughs> that's that's great advice from mark let's go ahead and close out the show wait go- wait oh go ahead go ahead i have a surprise segment oh wow okay i just thought of it you're welcome to tell me before we uh, start sh- recording the show next time, but go ahead. What do you got? No, no, I literally, it, I literally just thought of it. Okay, what you got? I was thinking, like, what are things that I care about in tennis? Mm. There's only like, there's only like three. Okay. One of them, though, is Nick Kyrgios. Oh God, I love Nick Kyrgios. You want to give you want to give the the ten seconds summary uh, yeah. on Nick Kyrgios? Gosh, Nick Kyrgios is an Australian player. Um, man, it's hard to wrap him up in 10 words or 10, 10 seconds, but he's basically like tennis's bad boy. Like he's, uh, <laughs> got a huge personality, uh, and he, he's not afraid to show it. Um, so he's like kind of, you know, tennis is like a gentleman and gentlewoman's sport, but he's kind of like the bad guy who doesn't care about any of that. Um, unbelievably talented, not super committed to, to the sport probably could be like, a top five player in the world. Um, when he's on fire, he's on fire, but he's just the ultimate entertainment, uh, in tennis. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, is that kind of a good summary of what he's all about? Yeah, that's perfect. Cause the game I want to play is another edition of name that quote, oh, wow. Nick curious edition. I've got <laughs> three quotes for you. I want you to guess which one of them. Oh, these are going to be so funny. God, which, he's funny. I want, you to, I want you to guess. Okay. All right. Which one is the real quote? All right, which is the real Nick Kyrgios quote? Go ahead. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two quotes. Okay. Actually, or three quotes. Two of them are real. One of them is is he didn't say. So you got to guess which one he didn't say. Which one did Nick Kyrgios not say? Go ahead. Correct. Quote number one: In the middle of a match. Sorry to tell you, mate, but my friend banged your girlfriend. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> I know that's real. That was that was a big deal <laughs> when he said that. Okay. Quote number two, it is important to find a balance between Pokemon and training. <laughs> and quote number three, <laughs> I lost concentration because I saw a really hot chick in the crowd. I'm oh. being honest. I'd marry her right now. Wow. Like right now. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, between two or three, which is not something Nick Kyrgio said. Um, He seems like he's like... I mean, he's a wild card, so he could care about Pokemon, but I think he's too, like, trying to be, like, cool bro, cool bro, where he probably would say 
the third quote about marrying someone in the crowd. So I'm going to say quote number two, the Pokemon and training quote is the fake quote. You would be wrong to oh, think that, Kyle. Wow. However. Hey, your, inven- however, your invented quote was excellent then. If you invented that third quote. No, that- no, no. Uh-oh, uh-oh. There's a twist. Oh, what's the twist? I tricked you. I really just wanted to talk about Nick Kyrgios. All three of those quotes oh. are real. All three of them are real. No, that's good. That's really funny. Ah, those are all so I just, great. I, I just felt like that that had to be addressed. I was like, <laughs> we can't talk about tennis without talking about this guy. That's like talking yeah. about UFC and not talking about Conor McGregor. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. I wish he was. Uh, I wish he was had gotten into the later rounds of this tournament. Um, yeah, he lost. I think against Zverev, he lost a good match. Uh, and and he was like so classic. You should go watch. Even when he loses, he's so entertaining. He literally won the first set with an underarm serve, which is like kind of like, um, it's like very bad etiquette, basically. Mark to do in tennis is like to hit like a. It's basically like hitting it like, oh, like a, a granny shot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It'd be like an NBA player did a if they did a granny shot and. But he, yeah, Nick Kyrgios likes to use that to like catch people by surprise. Instead of hitting a huge serve, he just hits a little underarm like spinning serve. Uh, he did that to close out the set, and he's just like he, he's so entertaining. Just watching There's, him interact. I saw with the last crowd. time I watched him 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 play because I'll watch tennis if he's uh-huh. playing. Yeah, and uh, he was down like big on a set, so he he knew he was gonna lose. So literally for the full game that the opponent was serving, he just stood there and let the ball go by <laughs> to save it. And the ref was saying like. And it was saying like you got to line up, and he's looking yeah. at the route. He's from New Zealand, right? Or like he's Australia. from Australia, yeah. He's got the action. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm ready. Let let him serve. They're just letting it go by him every time. He's like, I'm saving my energy. God, that guy is. It's actually hilarious. Yeah. I just had to. Th- I just had to throw that in there because yeah. honestly, no, he's got he's got some other like, good feet. quotes too. Like he was playing terribly, and he just talks to himself, but the mics pick everything up. So like, there's one where he just like. You know, he's playing terribly, and he goes, "Ah, play up till play FIFA till three a.m. What do you expect?" <laughs> <laughs> I figured we could relate to that one. <laughs> so funny. Classic. We were, we were doing D three sports. This guy playing <laughs> Grand Slams. Yep. He also uh, was famous for a, I think it was a Wimbledon when he went out the night before uh, to a to a bar, and a bunch of people saw him at the at the bar before his match, and he like went into his press conference after he lost the match. And said, "Ah, oh, no, like it, it didn't affect me at all." Blah blah blah. And then a reporter um, asks him a question. He goes, "Oh, you were at the bar last night?" And she's like, "Yep." <laughs> God, he's he's amazing, one of a kind. Um, so what was your what was your pick for this one? Uh, before we uh, oh we we did we have to close out with the lock dog parlay. That's what we yeah yeah that's what we're doing. Okay. I totally sidetracked. No, I love it though. You're you're totally right. We couldn't not talk about Curio. So so good call there. It's time for the lock dog parlay. When we go to gamble. We go to lose subconsciously. I'm still alive. All right. Thanks a lot. Your lock for the Australian Open quarterfinal round. Uh, I'm going to give my lock to good old Jennifer Brady. Okay. All right. Okay. Going against basically everything that you spoke about. <laughs> minus minus two fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think uh, I think she probably wins the match. I don't think that's a bad lock. She's playing the sixty something ranked player. Yeah, okay. You think the fairy tale ends, so to speak. Of course, yeah. The fairy tale ends before I even knew it began. Yep. And uh, I'm taking Jennifer Brady minus 250 as my lock. Okay, my lock is going to be Serena Williams. Uh, yeah, I like betting on Serena Williams in big spots like this. Um, 
She's a, just a very slight favorite, so it's a it's a bold lock to make. But Serena Williams is my pick. Your dog. Uh, my dog is the only dog that I took for uh, this episode, and that is going to be Zverev beating Djokovic at plus one forty. <laughs> Man, I yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be excited. The reaction for you. says it all. <laughs> uh, I'll be excited for you. If, I mean, going against Djokovic. No, I like it. I, I like the pick. Um, we've already broken it down. Zverev plus one forty. Good one. Uh, my dog is going to be. Um, Jessica Pugula plus four games, um, at minus one twenty. Uh, that was my, that was my dog and your parlay to close out the show. My parlay is a nice one. I got, uh, Serena Williams minus one twenty, Nadal minus two twenty. Yep. Osaka minus 800. Oh, I swear yeah, if I that lose ma- out that. That matches tonight. Okay. Dimitrov minus 300. That also tonight. Okay. Medvedev minus 260. Okay. And Barty minus four seventy five wow. for a six game parlay. <laughs> already breaking my resolution from last week, but it cashes out at plus five seventy. So uh, wow, I could really use that. That is a uh, yeah, that's a definitely a chalky parlay. Lots of big favorites in there, but yeah, should uh very very well could work out. I like the picks. Uh, my Watch parlay. Watch Osaka's gonna get upset. I that'd bet be you. hilarious. It'll yeah. be like the time I lost that like seven game parlay because <laughs> I threw the Jets in at minus sixteen hundred. Right, to, right. Like, lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Osaka blows it, we'll definitely talk about it next week. Um, my parlay is gonna be uh, a simple one. I am not going to fade uh, Novak Djokovic. Um, I'm gonna combine him and Rafa Nadal, the two big names. Uh, the, the old men's guard. Division. Yeah, the old guard. I'm going to back the old guard, combine those two, and get a plus 131 payout. I just figured, you know, two absolute tennis legends, uh, and I get a chance to combine them for plus money. I'll take it um, and see how it goes. So plus 131, that is my parlay. Feel free to give a follow to me at BetOnKyle on Twitter. Uh, you can follow at the SGP Network on Twitter as well. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a review. Helps us out a ton. Any last words, Mark, before we close out the show for the week? Not a single word from me. I think you wrapped it up perfectly. We'll see you later. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.